look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770. Is there a problem with the amount we can contribute to RSPs? You know, this has been coming back and forth a few times now, so mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see about this report that they had at the CDO Howe Institute just because I think um, we're getting back to this conversation about RSP contribution room and pension plans and so forth. Yeah, and I mean, retirement is, is obviously a, you know, a growing in importance, uh, and we're talking about it obviously on this show all the time. Uh, we've got Alex Lauren today with us, Director of Research for the CD Howe Institute. Alex, thanks for joining us. Uh, good afternoon. The question is, uh, should or should not Ottawa lift the unfair contribution limits on RSPs and pension plans? You did a paper on this recently. I'm interested to get uh, to get your input on why you believe Ottawa should raise the RSP contribution limit. Well, the core of the problem here is that uh, is the tax rules. The tax rules are supposed to provide some some amount of fairness between um, people in different different uh, retirement arrangements. Right. And the tax rules are outdated. They simply need to be updated, um, and that's very important because that it means that uh, the people that are in RSPs and people that are in these defined contribution pension plans, which which are um, which are similar to RSPs in many ways, uh, they, they 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 are at a disadvantage when compared to most uh, government workers in uh, in their pension plans, their defined benefit pension plans. So, so walk us through that. Where does where does yeah. this uh, this difference in unfairness uh, stem from? So when when pension plans were first created. Uh, they were all sponsored by an employer, right? They were all related to an employer. They were DB plans, defined benefit plans. Later came the, R- the, the RSPs. Mm-hmm. And and so people without uh, a pension plan can now also build their own pension. So next, the government had to determine how much uh, they will allow people to save in their RSPs. What will be fair? Because, you know, you didn't want to allow unlimited amount of, 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 of savings, tax preferred savings for people RSP, so they want to know how much they would allow people to save. So most pension plans, like most of them, uh, the maximum that people could accumulate in the pension was 70% of their final year salary after a 35-year career. So you work 35 years, you can have up to 70% of your best final years. So that's 2% per year of employment. So how much is that 2% per year of employment is, uh, how much is, is that worth? So calculations were made made in 1990s to determine how much that this pension, could, uh, how much it would cost to fund that pension, and it, w- it was determined using actuarial calculations that it would cost about 18% of earnings per year right. of saving. So you save 18% a year, and you should be getting something similar for 35 years, Mm-hmm. And you should be getting something similar to seventy percent of your best career, best career years after thirty-five years. So your pension and everything's good. However, things changed since nineteen ninety. Uh, we're living much longer. The the yields on you know uh, retirement appropriate uh, investments yep. are lower. So there's lower return on invest- investments than they were in nineteen nineties. 
and that means that now if you know that the eighteen percent of uh, earnings per year is far too low and a good example of that is just to look at the contribution rates in in, in the actual uh, defined benefit pension plans of government workers they're much higher than eighteen percent not only uh, here I'm talking about the employer and employee uh, yeah. contributions not only the, the the portion of the employee and 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 if you, if you look at the total contributions it's much higher than 18% like in some plans it's it's even in the 25 26% so that means you know like it's it's costing more to fund a, a good generous patient pension these days so and, Alex, and, uh, Alex, that's let why me, we need higher RSP contributions. Yeah, Alex, let me jump in here because when you mention the words "increase RSP contribution," um, the, what percentage of the of the nation uh, are maximizing that eighteen percent? Anyways, for anecdotally, I can tell you in my investment practice, there's not too many Canadians or people that we're dealing with that are maximizing a hundred percent of their RSP contribution. And so, even though we raise that limit, let's say that was acceptable. You're still not going to get a a Canadian, average Canadian, to maximize more than eighteen percent because they're not doing it eighteen percent right now. So this is still not going to benefit the place. Like it, it will, it would benefit people because a lot for a lot of people, it's uh, saving for retirement. It's not something that they 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 contribute the same amount year after year because their income is stable or constant increase constantly by the same rate year after year. This is not the reality of many people. For many people, what they would like to do is uh, save a bit of money, buy a house, pay, uh, you know, raising children, especially when they're young, it's very expensive. You pay for all of this, then you're like 35, 40 years, uh, years old. Uh, you, you have a career. Uh, you've paid a lot of those expenses and now like you have more you start saving more aggressively for your retirement then then you're like 45 50 and a lot of those expenses are gone like your house is mostly paid the children are, are cost much less mm-hmm. and now now you have and you're earning more and now is the time now you're going to save a lot of money and, and that that's the pattern we see if you look at RSP contributions uh the the contribution rate is pretty low when people are young, middle career uh, much higher, and, and people in their 50s and 60s, it, it, it's through the roof. Like so it's easily sometimes uh, 20, 25%, 18, whatever. Like the average is, is like 15% of, for everyone, every, every RSP contribution in their 50s and 60s. So much more contributions later in life. And, and as, as you know, contribution room, uh, uh, unused contribution, RSP contribution rooms, uh, room can accrue from year to year. Alex, so, we have to, we have know, to let you, you go. It, Alex, we have to let you go here. We're running out of time. Uh, this is a great topic. We're going to bring you back on some other time to give you the proper uh, timing because this is a really big topic. But I want to thank you for joining us today. No problem. My pleasure. We've been joined by Alex Lauren, Director of Research for the C.D. Howe Institute. We'll have to revisit that, but we're going to talk about uh, pension planning and retirement planning on November the 21st. Yeah, at 7 p.m., Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Give us a call to register, 966-8400-966-8400. Go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, join us after the break. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. 
David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.